We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty Podcast, the Anora Boys in the Building, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure you do so. Possibly. You got to do it responsibly. Audio edibles each and every day after podcast, Spotify, the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Today, it's a lot to talk about. Left, pre-show talk. You got a little excited, man, and I can't wait for you to get to talk about the OC search, the names we're hearing. They had a practice today that the media was allowed to do the first 30 minutes to see some competition, some drills, things of that nature when they went live. We got the boot. We got the boot. So we'll give you an update on some of the the things we we saw heard. And... uh, we might as well go ahead and start right now, dude. What's smoking? What's smoking brought to you by Fashion Geek, AlonzoJackson.com. Fashion Geek, we run the city. So that's the tag. Let's see. Fashion Geek, run the city. That's what they say up here in Chicago. I don't know if you've seen they they collab they have this uh, collab with uh, Puma that's been going on for three years. Oh yeah. So they actually have a uh, Christmas collab with the Planes line. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So they just dropped they just dropped those hoodies last week. It is hoodie season out there in Chicago, man. You gotta have a nice uh, assortment. Um, it is hoodie season. These kids making hoodie season every day of the year. Yeah, it's all these anemic kids. kids. All these anemic kids in the summers with uh, big old baggy sweatshirts. Big baggy sweatshirts, hoodies, uh, flops, sandals, slides, whatever you want to call them. Like, I don't know about you. I used to dress up in high school, bro. Those days don't even. See, I was. I had uniform. Okay. I had uniform, so same same kind of thing, but. I dressed up. So, but you, but now, you wear buttoned up cardigans. <laughs> oh, facts, facts. It was either buttoned up cardigans <laughs> or sweatsuits. You know what I'm saying, or something Nike with text? 
No, we were in Adidas school. Oh, okay. You got the, you wasn't busting out no velour suits now, were you? No, none of that. None of that. <laughs> none of that. We were strictly Adidas. And I would rock like, you know, the basketball stuff or the baseball hoodie once a week, twice a week, you know, something like that. Yeah. But other than that, it was Jabos, print shirts, which are back out now, which is crazy. What was the shoe game like? Were you a big sneakerhead in high school? Oh, I was, though. I had just gotten into Jordans. Okay. Right before high school. That was like, yeah, Jordans had really just popped off. So I've always been a Jordan kid. But then back in the day, I used to rock penny loafers, too. Oh, penny loafers? Yeah, that was that, uh, that, uh, country club swag back in the yeah, day yeah yeah that's the, why the loafers with the button up when kanye tried to make it seem like he was the one that brought polo i'm like dude you're literally a byproduct of chicago culture now he said he was a garmento the family's a garmento family <laughs> whatever that means we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, look, Andrew Gilmore gets to our hot topic for today. Any concern that CJ Carr showing up early and impressing could lead to Minchie looking around, especially now that there will be a new OC and possibly a new system. He won't have a playbook advantage. This is what I'll say to that, Left, People need to relax, right? Because no one's really seen CJ Carr in live action. It's shell drills, right? Right. right. And what's being said about CJ Carr is the same thing that was being said about Kenny Minchie in the spring. You compare Kenny Minchie to all the other quarterbacks, and it was like, yo, the ball comes out of his hand different. It's the same thing that's being said about CJ Carr. The that's ball right. comes out of his hand different. Yeah, because what you've had in the quarterback room has been abysmal. Like the, 
Yeah, everybody should be standing up. Stop worrying about who's on transfer. Kenny Minchie's not about to transfer, dude. No. Stand up and clap for the fact that there's actual multiple layers of talent in the quarterback room in Notre Dame. Yeah. That is the big news of the day. That's the hot news of the day. Notre Dame is stacking physical talent in the quarterback room. That's the way it should be. And and it, and it and it that's what's going to stem the team to push forward is when that group is at its strongest and they're pushing each other with mm. talent and not politics. Yes. Because the man, the political side of college football, if fans really knew the things that go on, right? Charles Jackson wouldn't be starting in the Sun Bowl if Marcus Freeman was down with the political side. Like his yeah. predecessor. Yeah. And it's good to see those two young men that are talented. Yo, you watch them throw the football in comparison to Steve Angeli, everybody else in that room. I think both of them, I want to see it up close and personal because I've never seen Riley Leonard throw up close and personal. But I'll still bet money that CJ Carr and Kenny Mitchell had the two best arms in it. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair evaluation to say. I think Riley Leonard's coming off of a team success that he was the best player of. And mm-hmm. honestly, I just think that when you get into the great equalizer of a team like Notre Dame where there's a bunch of good players, the individual talent will have to stand out, and I think that's where CJ and Kenny excel at. Lucky Lucky Podcast. So that's what's hot. Everybody has seen uh, CJ Carr in a little competition thing. They had the uh, defensive line defending the offensive line and some of the drills, just some fun competition at the beginning of the practice. And the video is floating around. Um, yeah. Christopher Terry caught a touchdown pass on Tyson Ford and the ball was thrown to him by CJ Carr. So everybody's excited about that. Everybody's excited about CJ Carr as they should be. They should be. He's a talented young man. Yeah, it's fresh meat. Fresh meat. It's it's like the the. It's like when you get a new talent at school. Everybody's excited about it because it's brand new. Mm-hmm. Nobody's seen it before, so it's good to be excited about it. it. Gives you hope for the future. But let's let's expand on just being excited. Let's actually develop it. Now, something else that's smoking, the offensive coordinator search left. Two names have jumped to the forefront, being reported by several outlets. One name you're very familiar with. Let's start with Kirby Moore, offensive coordinator at Missouri. He is the brother of Kellen Moore, former Boise State quarterback, offensive coordinator of the Cowboys previously. I like those Moore boys. L.A. Chargers. Now, it's funny because you actually mentioned Kellen Moore yesterday when you were talking about elite game managers as quarterbacks in college football, which is funny now that his brother is one of the top candidates for the O.C. job at Notre Dame. I'm just happy that that Notre Dame is allowing Marcus Freeman to do a national search. Yeah, absolutely. I think... uh... If you get some some legacy in there like that, I mean, you you're bound to have some type of success. 
But, you know, Marcus Freeman also going after a guy like that shows that Marcus Freeman wants to expand the offense and be a little more creative and definitely throw the football a little bit more. Kellen Moore and the success he had with Brady Cook as quarterback. Uh, he took a transfer running back and turned him probably into a third or fourth round pick in the NFL draft. So he probably fits Marcus Freeman because Missouri had great wide receivers, but they built everything around the run and running out of the spread formation, which could be seen as a more modernized version of what Marcus Freeman only wants to do from a philosophy standpoint left. Right. The best offense I've seen from that expanded or uh, innovative version of running the football is Liberty. Mm -hmm. Liberty is taking a triple option and has spread the field with it and has made it hard to defend, especially with the athletes that they have. I think it's a good fit. So if it's something similar to that, I think we have something going. Yeah. The, uh, let me pull up their stats here. Points per game, they ranked 18th in the nation at 34 points per game. Yards per game, they ranked 21st at 441. Yards per play, six and a half, which is 14th in the nation. They ran the ball 53. This is what I'm talking about. They spread it out formation-wise, so they get you going horizontally, and then they run the ball 54% of the time. Yeah. At 4.5 yards a pop and 165 yards rushing per game. Now, through the air, they threw the ball 46% of the time. They completed 66% of their passes at 9.2 yards per pass. That's a pretty good percentage. That was 12th in the nation. Good numbers. And they were 15th in the nation in uh, interceptions thrown percentage. So kind of break that down, left. Still running the ball a vast majority of the time. Efficiency and completion percentage and high yards per pass what is it does that tell you anything about kirby moore and what he likes to do yeah it just shows a lot of just the effect of how he uses the run effectively i think when you can look on the stat sheet and see the volume of runs that he's had but see how the game is actually played from a spread formation it gives the defense a lot to think about and covering guys in space and we have the running backs especially a guy like jeremiah love who would look good running in lighter boxes or spread out formations than an Aldrich Estime in a 13, 14 personnel look where you got a bunch of heavy sets and you know you're running the football. This will give us the illusion of being more pass happy in the spread, but we still have a good staple of running backs where we can be effective running in lighter boxes because of formation. Now, you know what's amazing? This would actually be, you know how things work together for the good? I'm not trying to preach this morning, but it's like really like all things work together for the good of those that love Notre Dame. You know, let me go ahead and switch it up a little bit if I can. I hope I'm not offending my theologians out there. There you go. Well, over the last three weeks, the craziness has been real in the midst of the Notre Dame program, but really great opportunity has been placed at the feet of Marcus Freeman. That's right. To be able to put the right pieces in place in spite of what's happened. 
I think most Notre Dame fans were kind of like wild that Jared Parker got the position he got and ultimately left Notre Dame. But I think a lot of them were clapping and giving a round of applause and celebrating as he walked out the door. Right. And I yeah, think they got exactly what they wanted, which was an opportunity to go get an experienced, more modernized offensive coordinator to help Marcus Freeman. Now, Kirby Moore, if he comes to Notre Dame, did you know what I've realized? And you said, you're right, Left. I apologize for not just agreeing with you off the bat. You've always said this. You know what's amazing to me? What? Notre Dame can basically pick anybody up out the mud, clean them off and dust them off, put them on the shelf, and make them look better than they've ever looked. Oh, absolutely. That's what our best quality is. Bro, <laughs> it's crazy. That's exactly what they did for Jared Park. I mean, we literally turned a guy that was an office guy. Let's just be honest. Mm -hmm. You're not the offensive coordinator. You're not even the quarterback coach. You're just the tight ends coach. That's low on the totem pole. But guess mm -hmm. what? You had tight end university. And then you spend a year doing that. They bump you up and move you mm -hmm. an office over. Yeah. Now you own coordinator. And you do the things you do with the team you got. Low expectations. And now we can turn you to a head coach. <laughs> Boy, we know how to turn beans into magic. Boy, we know and, dude, Troy, Troy is a perfect starter home. Starter home for a first-year head coach. First-year head coach, yeah. I would love to go to Troy. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. They're, they win. They're known yeah. for winning. They got everything you need to win. They got the recruitment down. Low expectations again. You're not going to hear about him until he's ready to get a bigger job somewhere else. That's the that's the, the the blessing gift, Christmas gift. We didn't gave Jared Parker. We didn't gave Mike wins. Elko Christmas yeah. gifts. Yeah. And he's been eating off of that still. He and graduated to Texas A&M. Gave Clark Lee a Christmas gift. Made him look better. It is look, left. It's amazing what the Notre Dame brand can do for coaches. Hell, we gave Matt Lafleur a head coaching job with the Packers after Matt. one year at Notre Dame. I mean, come on, what? So, to say that we're not the stepping stone, we're the stepping stone of college football. You come in average, come in as you are. That's what they say. What what, what description, Pastor Sean, SD2 Mikes, what's it go? Come as you are, and we will make you greater. <laughs> <laughs> Look what we did for our guy. Good old... Uh, you said, come uh, as you are, love. Come as you are. We're going to make you That's 10 Notre times When it comes to coaches, come as you are. Seriously. That is amazing. Because, I mean, for whatever reason, it don't take long. I mean, think about it. Tommy Reese was a first-year offensive coordinator. It took a year and a half, and now he got he the hottest thing on the market. Mm. Two years later, he had Alabama. What is what kind of resume you got to get to get to Alabama? So and, they ever, the, and they're ever rotating offensive coordinators. They got the same guys they rotate, and all of a sudden, Tommy, <laughs> a two-year, three-year guy, jumps in there. Come on, man! This is Notre Dame. We we do this, man. Man, no, 
Yo, you know that dude that drives around the neighborhood on garbage day with his pickup truck looking for all the scraps? Oh, yeah. Take to the scrap yard and get paid for. Dude, that, and it's amazing. And this is, we're going to get into this. LL question of the day, because we're talking about Kirby Moore as a possible or as a candidate for the offensive coordinator, coordinator position. But there's another coordinator that comes from a different background and probably has different aspirations. So the LL question of the day, would you prefer that the next OC be a veteran OC that doesn't want to go anywhere? Or would you prefer it to be a young up and coming OC with creative ideas that has aspirations of being a head coach? What do you think about that left? Like right now with everything Mark I guarantee you Jared Parker wasn't thinking about no head coach until it was presented <laughs> to him. I, I I guarantee you. I think he was really set his sights on having another year of so being an OC. So when his agent called him about the interview, he thought he was being punked. Oh yeah, for sure. He had to. <laughs> He's like, man, I just came out the mailroom. Now you want to put me at the VP office? Come on, man. I this ain't real. It's only been a year, guys. Come on now. What could have? What did Troy see in that in that year that they're like, oh yeah, that's our guy, head coach, not offensive coordinator, the head guy. Come on, man. But it's more power to him. That must have been a hell of an interview. I can tell you that. That's a hell of a Zoom call. Oh man, what the, the interview can't be that long. He only been a coach for a cup of coffee. And the whole interview had to be centered around Audrey Estime. How'd you get Audrey Estime to do this? How'd you get Audrey Estime to do that? That's probably the question. Yeah. So what's your preference, Left? A young cat, innovative, or somebody that's a veteran that has been in the game and really doesn't want want to be a head coach? It's not looking to be a head coach. I think Al Golden is the perfect archetype for a place like Notre Dame because Al Golden's seen it all, done it all. Now, obviously, I think that he has aspirations to go NFL sometime, but he knows how to stay in the presence of mind. He's not chasing necessarily the the glitz and glamour of where college football coaching can make you and this and that. Obviously, he's more on the back end than what Tommy was or what Jared Parker is on the front end of things, being excited about moving up quick and fast and all that. I think uh, Al Golden is just settled into the role of some guys are just coordinators and some guys are head coaches, you know, and I think for Marcus Freeman to find a guy that's solid like that uh, just proves to be what works at Notre Dame because I'm sure Al Golden had all types of offers after the first, second year. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, 
Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. But when you talk to a guy like Al Golden, he's, he's you know, really X and O's, you know, really focused on development. He's he not looking to do a bunch of rah-rah and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, photo shoots and stuff. He's he's a ball player. So I think guys like Al Golden and Harry Heastan are the type of guys that you need in a program at those right spots. It's almost like Christmas, right? Do you prefer to go to a house with the traditional joints or do you like people that like have themed Christmases when it comes to foods and want to try different things? Uh, I don't know. I'm not a big Christmas guy, but I do. Well, well, the Christmas Thanksgiving holidays, are you a traditional dude? Like give us the traditional meal. Or do you want to get hit up with it? Oh, I'm doing something different this year. I'm trying. Oh, this. like like I'm gonna hit you with the eggnog on Christmas kind of thing and mm-hmm. gingerbread houses and all that. No, I mean, whatever whatever the vibe is, I think it's only all only matters with the people that you around. So if the family big on that, then that's the thing, you know. Andrew Gilmore says. I don't care if they want to stay or leave. And OC is a two-year or three-year job. Well, it wasn't for uh, Jared Parker. But I want a veteran who tailors his scheme to the talent versus bringing in a predetermined system. Where are you at there, Left? Isn't that balance to that? Like, don't you have to have a system to recruit to, in a sense, but still being flexible enough as a play caller and developer? Oh, it went out. What did you say? I said, you know, Andrew said he wanted somebody that came in or comes in without a predetermined offense that can build everything around the talent. But as a recruiter, don't you have to have a system set in place of what you want to do in your philosophy in order to be able to recruit to that system initially? Mm. Um, I don't know, man. I... It's an interesting thing for me. I just think that uh, it's really just, it's an a la carte thing. It depends on what works best. And mm. right now what works best for us is to stay current, but also have some foundational pieces like we do. I think moving forward, whoever becomes the next OC is going to have some really good talent to work with. But like you said, you know, one of the first things that Marcus Freeman is probably going to ask everyone that he interviews is, yo, what's your offensive philosophy? It should be, what's the, does your philosophy fit with him and what he wants for the team? Because mm. I think whenever Marcus Freeman can lead with that, that'll make the search easier. Do you fit X, Y, Z of what I want to run for this team? No, I like to do this. I want to do. Okay, then you're not the guy. 
And that's how Marcus Freeman's got to be. Because I think the more that he's in control and knows of what's going on and how things are ran, the better the program is. If he's bringing a guy in because he's hype, he's had a good season, he's doing this and that, but it's not in line with the philosophy, I don't think it'll meld for when it comes later in the season. Okay, so we said that Brady Cook, now think about this, left. Missouri ran the ball 54% of the time, right? Okay. That's a running offense. Brady Cook threw for 3,200 yards, the quarterback. Cody Schrader, the rush leading rusher, ran for 1,489 yards. Their leading receiver caught 1,197 yards. So the, ball, the ball's all over the place, I tell you This that. is my point. For people that want to go crazy, like, oh, we need to throw the ball more. This is an offense with Kirby Moore at the helm. Coach Drink, who's an offensive guy. Could be heavily involved with the play calling, but the offensive coordinator and his offense in 2023 with Brady Cook as the quarterback was able to put up great numbers in every area running the ball 54% of the time. Yeah. So you can be an explosive offense still running the ball and you don't have to go crazy passing the ball to be able to get big plays in the running game or the passing game. And it's good to see him use the run and stem off of that. And I think that's a good transition for an offense that wants to see more action outside the hashes is to be able to still use what we're good at, but use the one or two pieces to make us better that Missouri was able to do uh, a benefit. Now, they had Theo Weiss Jr. out there now. Theo Weiss Jr. was a, one of the top receivers for, that and went to Oklahoma and transferred. Luther Burton as well, so... So that also that dude conversation comes into play as well. Yeah, yeah. Because they they made they made some highlights. I saw a couple of Missouri games. They were making some plays. So it's a combination of dudes and the right fit. I think this is a potential scheme for a right fit, considering your quarterback with Riley can do things with his legs. And if you're running in spread formations and you have him and Jeremiah Love, that's a good one-two combo for a lighter box. Um, it, it, it's just going to stretch the talent of what Riley Leonard can bring for us because it's going to show, okay, can you extend the ball outside but also run the ball when you need to? So hopefully Riley Leonard looks like Bo Nix and mm-hmm. just puts up a bunch of numbers. And I think that it just bode well better for making the transfer make more sense but also uh, helping our offense look different. So you look at the- – these statistics, I would see by why Marcus Freeman would be drawn to Kirby Moore. Um, because he fits the overall philosophy of what Notre Dame wants to do under Marcus Freeman, which, heck, is what Kirby Smart wants to do, is what Nick Saban wants to do, which is run the ball, take care of the ball, play defense, and when you get your shots, take your shots. It's, yeah. it's very rare that you find Steve Sarkeesian types, Lincoln Riley types that just run the ball as an afterthought. Or they don't even really want to run the ball, but they know how to set up the run properly off of the pass, should I say. Yeah, a lot of that is built off of system-based stuff, that air raid, 
people that fall off that air raid tree. The Mike Leach is a, you know, college football coaches is huge in nepotism. So all these guys are like cousins and friends of guys that they looked up to, obviously. So a lot of that past first stuff is a system that they based it off of. Mm. But football is football. And I think running the football, especially late in the season, is important, which is why I think we're good late in the season is because we're always good at running the football. That's why you can get games like Stanford at the end of the year when we just run them out the building because we're doing what we do best. But I do think that it's got to be a, a melding of what our players that we're getting in and assessing and uh, assessing the talent that they're bringing to the team as opposed to them just being highly rated guys in the portal. And then how do you mix that with building a future for your offense and a program that has to find identity? That's the biggest question in the offseason is finding identity for the offense. And why that's important is because new offensive coordinator, new quarterback, new running back, new lineman. And identity is a great place to start. Yeah. So all of what we have experienced, I, I believe all we have experienced in the past, I think we're getting a reset on what this offense can look like because all of it's out of the building now. There's not any droppings or, or leftovers of what the previous regime has in that offensive side. Mm -hmm. So this gives Marcus Freeman that fresh start to to change what, you know, the face of the offense looks like from a style perspective. Defensively, he's done it, and we've looked great and benefited from that. So I think the closer he can stay on that line of making it his own, I think the better off he will be in the future. The second reported candidate is someone left that you know very, very well. Someone that you talk to right now, this very day, have a strong relationship with, and that is current offensive coordinator and current quarterback developer of the 2023 Heisman Award winner, former offensive coordinator in Notre Dame, Mike Denbrock. His name has been mentioned. Some people have gone as far as to say it may be his job and his opportunity to decide whether or not he stays at LSU or comes back to Notre Dame. He has a great love for Notre Dame. You have been on record for the past two months left on and off the record saying that Notre Dame needs, needs to try and get Mike Denbrock back to Notre Dame. I don't know if you got something or heard something through conversation or whether you were just looking at the talent coming into the court, the quarterback room, but you made it a point to say the last time the quarterback room was right was when Mike Denbrock was here with Le Matt LaFleur under him as the quarterback coach. What makes Mike Denbrock so good at what he does? Well, I think he had a he had a great understanding of who he had as talent, and uh, it really it truly fit everybody and what they needed. And you can tell that he went to the strength of the team. 
LSU dating back to Leonard Fournette, they're a running base team. Mm. When LSU graduated, when Joe Burrow and all those guys started coming through and they started highlighting the receivers, I think Denbrock relied on that, but also knows how to recruit. He knows how to get guys in the room. So I believe Notre Dame was best when their quarterback room was the most talented. And those were all the years Denbrock was there, you know, from recruiting and calling plays and just being involved. When I was there, he was working with receivers in the very beginning and was always involved in the play calling aspect. Uh, guys like him, you know, when he was the receiver coach, I, I'm sure he doesn't know as much as Chancey Stuckey, you know, but the man knows enough to get guys ready to go and you can you can see the impact he's had on, you know, getting a Heisman guy in Jaden and having two first round receivers. I mean, when he gets, he shows that when he can get the guys, he can make it happen. And I think, you know, when he was at Notre Dame, he had the guys to make it happen and some things didn't fall our way. But I think the guys benefited uh, when Denbrock was in that position and He's a familiar face and definitely knows the issues that Notre Dame has had in the past and how to address them. Which goes to the LL question of the day, right? The young up-and-coming innovative offensive coordinator or the veteran coordinator that's not going to be here. We support for Marcus Freeman. can give him advice, but also he brings... Mike Denbrock is a dog on the recruiting trail, bro. Yeah, he can recruit. He can recruit his tail off. I don't know how Kirby Moore is on the recruiting trail. Uh, whoever comes in, their first job is going to be solidifying Deuce Knight and making sure Deuce Knight is comfortable. Yeah, Deuce would probably be excited if Denbrock came because what he saw with Jaden Daniels. With Jaden Daniels, you're right. You're right. That's, that's a slam dunk. If I was Deuce Nutt, I would be excited and think, okay, we, we got answers now. So that's a, you know, I just think it's a, a good transition. Mm -hmm. um, guys like Kenny Minchie especially would benefit a lot from a guy like Tim Brock in terms of his play style and layering the football and making reads on options and stuff like that. So it's uh, pretty cool to see. But then um, it's just about making it happen. I think, if anything, like you said, Notre Dame can pick who they want, if we're being honest. <laughs> Man, see, this stuff like this left, because we're on transition, stuff like this actually probably frustrates Notre Dame fans. You and I know of a coach at a prominent program at a certain position that wants yeah, to yeah, come yeah. back. Yeah, I already know what you're about to say, because he should be back. If he was back this year yeah. there's no disrespect to Dina McCullough yes but coach Alfred would be perfect fit even when the head coaching job was up even when the head coaching job was up I thought our co coach Alfred should have been a, a huge strong candidate for that's that another coach that you have a strong relationship with that you talk to up until this day and you know if he had the opportunity and the money was right you know he would want to come back to Notre Dame yeah, he deserves a head coaching job somewhere. And I think when people, because I think Mike Denbrock did just sign an extension to his original deal that was signed. Uh, originally, he was making a million and a half. 
Uh, I think he signed it back in January 2022. He got an extension, I want to say, early December. I think it was a three-year extension, if I'm not mistaken. But and he probably upped his pay, so he might be up to $2 million, How much do you think you get by getting the Heisman? That's probably an extra 500 k I mean, huh? that's, why he, that's why he got the extension. Right, that's that's got to be an extra 500 Heck yeah. Heck oh, yeah. Heisman, shoot, you got to get more than that. But this, this is my point. This is what frustrates Notre Dame fans. Notre Dame has a pool to where its top coaches love being at Notre Dame. Notre Dame just won't jump in feet first with the money. And that's what frustrates fans. If Notre Dame will go ahead and play big bank, take little bank like they can. We would win every year. They would dominate the coaching searches, dude. Right? Yeah. Let me tell you something. And people, man, everybody can relate to this. If you're a homeowner and you have children, you know when they get to a certain age, like your decision as parents is all about their education, right? I got to move into the right neighborhood to make sure that I get them into the best school district. That's right. it. And the taxes that you pay are probably going to be a little bit more, but it's well worth it. Because you get special services, you get parks and recreation, you get a nice downtown area, and you get the best education for your kids. That's what Notre Dame would be if they jumped in feet first. Oh, for yeah. coaches. But see, oh, yeah. dude, when I had my daughter in the HF, Homewood Flossmoor District here in Illinois, it's like top 10 in the entire state, bro. At one time, it was like top three. I think they fell back a little bit. But it's top 10 in the entire state. And it is amazing left. There is no such thing as like new teachers getting jobs in that school district. Like teachers don't leave that school district, bro. Oh, it's like, you, it's one of those, if you get in, you in. Yes, it's one of the highest paid school districts as far as teachers. Look, bro, this is how big time, and this, the, their football program, athletic program is nowhere near what you would see at some schools in California and Texas. Not even close. My daughter was a cheerleader. This messed me up, bro. She was a cheerleader on varsity as a freshman. She, she twisted her ankle. She went to the office, twisted her ankle in gym. They knew she was a cheerleader. They told her, don't go to practice today. You have to go see the athletic trainer. And she literally got treatment as a cheerleader. <laughs> because they have an athletic trainer staff for the full athletic program multiple that's unheard of in a public school in chicago left oh that's a public school doing that yeah that's a public school in the suburbs oh well i didn't know that that's what i'm talking about that's why parents will pay the outrageous taxes to send their kids to those schools because for a public school this is the type of stuff you're getting as a parent it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And that's what I mean. Like, coaches would flock to Notre Dame in droves and stay 
if Notre Dame jump in feet first with the money. With the, yeah, they they had guys there for life. Because people just love the program. The experience of all the coaches when they leave, most of them leave because of the money. If they're totally honest. That's the they only love, They love the program. They love the university. They love the people. They love the community. The only thing really holding them back Man, it's crazy. So Mike Denbrock, along with Kirby Moore, two names at the top of the OC research or search list for Marcus Freeman in Notre Dame. Do you go old school or do you go new school? I go with what works. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how it plays out, man. We'll see how it plays out. Lucky Lucky Podcast. When we come back, let's dig more into some of the things we got from the practice today and uh, close it out with a little Christmas talk, dude. What's the one song that gets you going during the holiday season? What's the one song that gets you going during the holiday season? Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. 